Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Rachel. If you do not yet know me, if this is your first time here, welcome. You are listening to the reflection episodes. Every week I put out a reflection episode where we set intentions, cover concepts of personal development, spiritual development, and then there's also always a guided meditation or sometimes some affirmations that you can use throughout your week to really help you on your journey. If you have been following this podcast for at least the last month, you will know that we've been talking a lot about discovering your dharma or your life purpose. So dharma is just that Sanskrit term that essentially means the unique reason why you are here, the very special reason why you are here, how you are different than everybody else who is alive now or everybody else who has ever lived. So if you are interested in learning more and you didn't listen to those episodes, then go back. I think it starts at episode 70 when I first talk about Dharma, and then we go over four parts of Dharma. Last week, we talked about signs and signals from the universe and how the universe guides us in very subtle ways. And if we learn to pay attention to these subtle signs and signals, how it can really help us along our journey. Now for today's episode, we are going to be talking about decision making. If you want to live the best life possible, it requires you to make decisions, but it can be very hard to know what that right decision is. And so often when we are on this spiritual path, on this life purpose path, we find ourselves stuck. We find ourselves being held back by indecisiveness. I know that personally, this is something I struggle with almost daily. And especially the more you progress on the path, the more these decisions pop up and the less clear it sometimes is what you should do. Because we're almost fighting between old habits, old ways of doing things, and stepping into this brand new version of ourselves. So it can almost seem like a tug of war and it can cause distress. It can cause stagnation because we don't know which way to go. We don't know what the best decision is. So we just stay in limbo for a while and it can cause us a lot of anguish and cause us to beat up on ourselves because we feel like we should just know the right answers and why isn't it more simple for us and we look around and it seems like everybody else just knows what to do or knows how to act and we should be able to do the same but we can't uh insert all the anxiety So for this episode, I do want to talk about the process of making decisions and 
why you are not alone if you're feeling a little stuck, a little in limbo, what you can do to get yourself out of it, and how to eliminate that spiritual guilt that comes along with making decisions. When we make a decision that maybe isn't the best for us, how to not beat ourselves up and how to not beat ourselves up for just being present and not knowing which way to decide, which way to go, and allowing ourselves to just be in that state for a while until our path becomes clear. So I want to start with a quote from Maimonides that states, the risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. How many of you can relate to a time where you had to make a decision and you put it off because you just did not know what to do? And then you finally bit the bullet And you made the decision. And maybe it was hard. Maybe it was challenging. But it seems like going through that challenge is way better than that mental tug of war. That constant mental chatter that goes on when we are needing to make a decision but unsure which way to decide which way to go. When we are trying to live our dharma, when we are trying to discover our life purpose and live in a purposeful manner, the little decisions that we make every single day are the ones that get us to that place that we want to be. They're the ones that progress us on our journey. Whenever we were talking about our dharma, I did in the very last episode in part four, talk a lot about how this whole process is a journey. It's a continuous journey. It's one that never ends as long as we are still living and breathing. And depending on your belief system, it's one that just never ends until we become fully enlightened or fully realized. But no matter what your belief, as long as you are still here on this earth, the journey continues. And when you think about it that way, there is absolutely not one decision that will solidify your fate. The decisions that we anguish over so often are just teeny weeny little steps on our journey. And when we look back in 30 years, we might not even remember the decision I'm sure you can look back in your life and there are a few key decisions that really stand out. For me, for example, is this decision of where I went to college. That was a big one. I loved my college experience. I met my best friends to this day. That was a decision that I am so grateful I made. But I know that in my past, there have been a lot of tiny decisions that I stressed over that I cannot remember a single one to this day. Maybe that's a decision of, should I email this person? Should I say something? Should I not say something? How should I word something in the email? Should I go to this party? Should I go to this event? Should I stay home? It's these little tiny decisions that actually cause us more stress 
than the big decisions. The big decisions might cause us stress for that period of time, but these little tiny ones are constantly nagging at us all day long. And some of us are much better at being decisive and making decisions, and some of us struggle with it. If you are somebody who struggles with making decisions on a daily basis, like silly decisions on a daily basis, I encourage you this week to decide and stick with these decisions. Set the intention that this week, when it is between two decisions, let's say where you are going to eat for lunch, just pick one, just do it, pick it and stick with it and do not allow yourself to think about if it was the right decision or if you should have went to the other place to eat. And if you get lunch at this place to eat and it is not fabulous and you have regrets of not going to the other place, allow those emotions to kind of float out. You know, my salad wasn't as good as it could have been at the other place. But then remind yourself what a great job you did for making that decision quickly. And just promise yourself that you are not going to hold on to any of these negative emotions. The purpose of this exercise this week of making these tiny little decisions, sticking with them and not having that regret or that remorse after is to help build that willpower, help to build your own personal empowerment, your own personal confidence Essentially, this is how you're going to build your decision-making muscles. If you have spent years of your life second-guessing every decision that you made, you have developed this energy pattern of indecisiveness. You've developed this mental, this habitual pattern of indecisiveness and second-guessing yourself and mauling things over. So it's going to take a certain amount of willpower and a certain amount of focus to shift these mental habits and this energetic pattern that you have been reinforcing that has built momentum for years of your life. So if you think about it, if every time you have a decision to make, you automatically go into this pattern of not knowing what the best choice is, and maybe you're feeling anxiety or stress, then automatically every single time you have a decision to make, no matter how big or how small, you are going to trigger that same old pattern. So that's why you might find yourself that every single decision, you're always feeling like this. It's just a habit that you've built up over time. Now, to break a habit, you have to insert some will. You have to be very focused in your intentions and your attention. But with time, you are going to build, like I said, this sense of personal power. If you continue to reinforce this, then you are changing the momentum. You are changing what you trigger within you when faced with a decision. 
with reinforcement and enough time and enough willpower, when you are faced with a decision, you will have confidence and a sense of personal power when it comes to making a decision. You'll be able to make them much quicker and with much less stress. You know, I mentioned focus before, and that's really what this is about, and that's what this comes down to. When we are faced with decisions, our focus goes all over the place. It goes on the one decision, it goes on the other decision, it can go on five other possible decisions. It can go toward the outcomes of all those decisions. I mean, our focus is just everywhere. But if you set the focus that these are the decisions I have in front of me, I'm picking it and I'm focusing solely on what I'm doing in that moment. I'm not allowing my mind to go elsewhere. I'm not allowing my mind to wonder, what if I made the other decision? You stuck with this decision. Reinforce this by putting all of your energy, focusing all of your energy on the decision you made and the action steps that you are engaging in after making that decision. So if you are at work and you don't know what you should focus on first at work, you can simply write down what your priorities are and choose to focus on one priority at a time. You made the decision already what your priorities are. You made the decision on how you will focus on them, where your attention will go at certain periods of time. That first priority should be your main focus. And it can be very hard in today's society. And I think that's why so many of us face these daily hourly indecisions is because our attention is being pulled in every different direction and it is that much harder for us to focus and many of us are not used to focusing. Many of us have gotten out of the habit of focusing. So not only will being decisive help empower you but willing yourself to focus on that present moment is going to help also build that focus muscle, which is so important. And how we're going to do this is simply trying to be present and trying to be mindful at all times. Being in a state of indecision, you are not mindful of the moment. When you make a decision, but you are still doubting it, when you are already involved in the activities of that decision, when you're already going down a certain path, if you're still doubting it, then you're not being present. You're not being mindful. And that just takes away from your personal power. Our power always lies in the present moment. Like I said, I will be doing that exercise this week because it is something I struggle with and I feel like I have certain struggles so that I can share them with you or people in my life will have certain struggles so I can share them with you because we're not alone. 
That's why we have this podcast. It's why we have a community so that we can relate to one another and we know that we're not alone on this journey. Well, that's all. If you do face daily indecisions, let's work on that this week. So how do you know, though, which decision is best? How do you even come to the point of being able to make that decision? Well, I just talked about being present and being mindful. And this is when we insert that mindfulness. We pay attention to how we are feeling in that moment when we think about the decisions and we notice the thought patterns. We notice the emotions that come up with each decision that lies in front of us, with each choice or path that we can take. Just become aware of what is going on within you. The decisions that you make are ultimately for your highest and best good. When you have that in mind, and you begin to pay attention to how you feel, to how you think, often the right decision for you, quote unquote right, decision for you will become more clear. What we do in these situations is we take ourselves out of the mucky mess that indecision can create within us, and we become more of a witness to ourselves, to our lives. And whenever you are becoming mindful, I want you to pay attention to a couple of things. I want you to pay attention to if any uncomfortable feelings surrounding a certain decision is coming from more of a gut reaction, more of a reaction of, I just don't feel like this is right. Or if it is coming from your ego, if it is coming from fear of change, if it is coming from old habits. Let's say you are faced with a decision to start a new job or stay in your old job. When you remove yourself from all the mental chatter, because here's the thing with decisions, you can get lost in your head indefinitely. Your mind will maul things over and it's going to be able to come up with all the pros and all the cons and all the what ifs and it's going to be able to come up with everything. But once you remove yourself and you become a witness, then you get almost like a bird's eye perspective of what's really going on within you. Let's say that you have this decision, like I said, to stay in your old job or take a new job. If taking the new job is frightening to you, try to uncover what is going on that causes fear. You might find that this new job, although it would bring more money, and that is appealing to your ego, on a soul level, you know that it's going to take your life out of balance, or you, you think that it might, or you feel it might. You feel that maybe the corporation is a little corrupt. You feel like you are going to be doing a job that doesn't align with your values then the decision becomes much easier because you know that at a core level, 
there's something just not right. Yes, the money is calling and yes, your ego can tell you all of the wonderful things you can do with that money. But if deep down it just feels yucky, it just feels wrong, then there's no amount of money that is going to be able to compensate for that internal battle that you will experience probably every single day in this new job. Now, let's reverse this. Let's say when you think of the new job, this fear comes from doubting if you'll be able to do it, that it's going to be something very different and it scares you. It's taking you outside of your comfort zone. Maybe you have to move and that frightens you because you will move away from your friends and your family. And your mind is just telling you all of these what-if possibilities. What if you don't like where you move to? What if you go to this job and you do a terrible job? What if everybody judges you and none of your coworkers like you? But then deep down, you know that this is the next path on your journey if you want to progress. You know that if you stay in your current job, you can stay there for the next 20 years and be comfortable, but it's not going to get you any further in your own development or your career development. Then that decision becomes more clear because you recognize the fear is not coming from a legitimate place. It's not coming from your higher self. It's coming from this ego who wants to stay safe, who wants to stay complacent, and who is terrified of this change. Now, the only way that you're able to examine yourself from this state to get clarity is to become present and mindful and just ask, is this coming from fear? Is this coming from my ego? Or not even trying to label where it's coming from, but asking like, where, where is this coming from? Where is this indecision coming from? Where are these feelings coming from? Become mindful of how you feel in your body. Become mindful of the thoughts that are coming up in your head, but do so as much as you can from a detached manner. Detachment can be very hard when it comes to decision making because we feel like every decision is very important and we're terrified of making the wrong one. But if you can even take just a few minutes to try to detach, it can really help you see exactly where these emotions, where this indecision is stemming from. You know, that's why so often when we have a decision, we ask tons of people because we want that detached point of view. And it can be helpful to talk to other people. But often what these people will tell you is what they think is best or possibly even what they think is best for you in relation to them. So if you ask your mom if you should take this job three states away, she might tell you no because she doesn't want you to move. If you ask your best friend if you take this new job, she might not understand why you would want to sacrifice a six-figure salary for a nonprofit job. And so she is going to tell you, no, that's a terrible decision. But nobody else truly knows what's best for you other than you. We search for others' approval, for others' opinions, for others' help. 
because we think it's coming from a detached manner, but there's still some attachment that comes from it based on what their perspective is surrounding this situation. And really the only thing that matters is your perspective from your higher self. So what do we do with the decisions that are in the middle? They're not, where should I get my salad today for lunch? And they're not, should I take this new job? But they're mid-range decisions. They're ones that might have some impact on our lives, but probably won't completely transform our lives. For these kinds of decisions, it can be very helpful to ask yourself, what is going to be most satisfying for me? What feels good? when I think about it. And and why does that feel good? What about that makes it feel so good to me? There will be one that feels better than the other, but we had to ask ourselves deep down, what's truly going to be the most satisfying for me? And whenever you're making these, try not to consider how others will perceive you unless others are being affected by your decision. So if you have the decision that you've been invited to a party and there's party that just wants to stay home, if staying home and cuddling up on your couch just seems so nice, you just need it, but the only part of the decision to go to the party is you don't want somebody to be mad at you, then you have to follow what is best for you. Now, if... In the past, you've gone to parties and you've had a really good time, but you do have some social anxiety. And so you're contemplating, you know, staying home would be easier. I don't have to get ready. There's all these reasons why I should just stay home. But then part of you knows like, okay, you haven't gone out and socialized with people other than coworkers in a couple of months. You might just need some time out, but you're really nervous because you might not know anybody, but you can see it being a good time. Then the more satisfying decision would yet probably go out and socialize. And again, this really just requires some mindful presence on your part of what's really going on within you. What do you need in that moment? And you know, we become so bogged down by these decisions and we are so nervous all the time that If we make one wrong decision, if we take one wrong step, that's it. We've screwed everything up. We're done for. You know, we have free will. Source, the universe has given us the power to choose. But there's always guidance that's being offered if we choose to tune in, if we choose to listen. And what happens is if we make a decision... That is, maybe not for our highest and best good. We're given another opportunity to take that path again. If this is a path of our dharma, if this is the path that we're meant to take, and we make the wrong decision for five years in a row, on that sixth year, we're given more decisions, more opportunities to get back on the path. There are no closed doors. Wrong decisions, and I'm using that in quotes, wrong decisions are simply learning lessons. If you learn from every decision that you make, it is not a wrong decision. 
And seemingly bad decisions now, five or 10 years from now, we can look back and see that that decision was actually perfect for us. It didn't make sense at the time. It felt terrible at the time, but we can see how that led to other things that created this beautiful, a little bit messy, but yet beautiful path for us. So if you take anything from this episode, I encourage you to take this piece of advice. Just decide and know that the universe is here to help you. If you truly want the best for yourself, for others, deep down in your heart, then the universe is going to help you get to where you need to be, to a place that is best for you. And the decisions that we make are not as big of a deal as we make them out to be because there will always be more decisions. Life is one giant decision. We have tons and tons of opportunities to make different decisions in our lives. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, when we're on this spiritual path, or this path of personal development, decision-making can become more challenging because we have this tug of war of this is what's best for me, but I still have this urge to do something else. So for example, should I binge watch Netflix or should I read a spiritual text or something that I know is really going to uplift me? Should I engage in gossip with my friends or should I try to take the higher road? And what is going to happen is you are not always going to make the most spiritual decision, the best decision for your highest self. You are going to engage in gossip. You are going to binge watch Netflix instead of reading autobiography of a yogi. And that's okay. And often what happens is we notice that when we do things that are more spiritually aligned with us, we feel better. And when we don't, we don't feel as good. But absolutely do not allow yourself to feel guilty. Say, okay, you know what? I engaged in gossip this time, but I'm going to try my best in future decisions to make better decisions. You will have tons of opportunities to make these decisions. What happens is whenever you make a decision that doesn't make you feel great, and then you insert guilt, then you're just in this negative space and you feel bad about yourself. You kind of dig yourself a little hole. But if you can do something and you can say, hey, I'm human. Like this is a journey. This is a path. I am not perfect. That's okay. And then just make a decision to do something that is good for you that instantly takes you out of that little funk. Guilt's going to dig you deep into a funk and it's going to make it a lot harder to climb out of. Recognizing that maybe you did something that wasn't spiritually aligned, saying, okay, you know what? I did it. I thought I needed it at the time. I'm going to do something now that I know is good for me instantly takes you out of that funk. So please, I know that it's hard, but please don't allow yourself to feel that guilt. 
Guilt is there for a reason. It serves a purpose to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves and we don't hurt other people. But other than that, it is completely useless and needless emotion. So if we had the opportunity to throw our coworker under the bus because it would get us ahead, but then in our mind we say, I can't do that. I would feel too guilty. Guilt has served its purpose. If we wrong a coworker and then we get bogged down with guilt, that guilt is no longer serving a purpose. That guilt has now become a block that stops us from acting in our highest and best good in the highest and best good of others. It's a very fine line, but nine times out of 10, if you're feeling guilt, it's not good for you. And it's only going to take you further away from the path of your dharma or your life purpose. And just know that when we're on this path, we're going to have temptations everywhere. We're going to have temptations to fall back into old patterns of behavior, into old habits, to, all, to old thinking patterns. We're always going to have those. But when you set the intention and you set your focus on living a life that is for your highest and best good of thinking positively and acting in ways that spiritually align with who you are as a person. When you set that intention and you set that focus, it becomes very clear what will take you away from that. So again, the more you can be mindful, the more you can be present in all of your decisions, in all of your moments, the easier it will be for you to tell what seems tempting because that is appealing to your ego. It's appealing to your old self. It's appealing to maybe instant gratification or instant satisfaction. Why you would make a decision based on those things versus the choices that come from what you know will bring you inner contentment, will bring you happiness and peace. There is a story of Buddha's enlightenment, and this is where the about-to-be Buddha is sitting in meditation, and he set his intention that he was going to sit there basically until he became enlightened. That's it. He was going to sit in that meditation no matter what happened. So a being came whose name was Mara, M-A-R-A. And this being, who's also been called the Lord of Death, it's like a a demon of sorts in this story, comes to try to distract him. So he first started with sending the most beautiful women to try to tempt him out of this state. When that didn't work, then he sent vast armies of monsters to attack him. And so Buddha is sitting there and just not paying it any mind. He is not giving in to these temptations of desires nor fear. You know, Mara claimed that the seed of enlightenment rightfully belonged to him and not to the soon-to-be Buddha. And so his monstrous soldiers cried out, I am his witness. And he challenged Buddha. He said, who will speak for you? Who is your witness? Buddha put his hand onto the earth, and the earth itself spoke, I bear you witness. 
and at that moment Mara disappeared. And the next morning, as the sun rose, he became enlightened and he became the Buddha. And there's other stories like this, talking about Buddhist monks and Hindu monks who go into seclusion and go into caves and they don't have that temptation everywhere. And what happens is you can say their mind's playing tricks on them, their ego's playing tricks on them, or it is this evil force or this force of fear, the other side of duality. So when there's light, there's dark. So there's darkness coming and playing tricks with them and trying to scare them and trying to tempt them. And when they can remain still in those moments and stay focused in their intention, then eventually all of that subsides and they overcome it. And this, you can say that these stories really happened, or you can say it's a metaphor for what we go through every day with our egos, with the fear and the negativity and the temptations that we face every single day. When we wake up in the morning and we say, I'm setting the intention, I'm making the decision to keep my thoughts positive. And then we walk out into this world and people are nasty to us. They do things that annoy us. Our ego is bringing up all this crap from the past. (laughs) That is this pushback. These are things that take us away. They take us out of focus. They remove us from our intention temporarily. When you insert mindfulness, when you say, I'm making the decision to keep my thoughts positive. And when old negative thoughts come up, I allow them to float out. When people are nasty, I allow them to be who they are because I'm so strong in myself. I'm making the decision just for today to be so strong in myself. And I have decided my thoughts will be positive. So anything that comes up on the outside or from within me, I recognize that as some outside force, the force of the ego, the force of darkness, some outside forces trying to take me away from that. But you do that. You stay in that centered place knowing That if you can push through, if you can persevere, if you can stay focused, then the ego loses its grip. Energy flows where our attention goes. Keep your attention focused on the decisions that you make. Those that you know are for your highest and best good. That's where your energy will go. There will be tons of distractions that will try to take your energy from you. That will try and pull you out of that. All you have to do is recognize it, allow these things to happen. The second you push back, the second you resist, the second you try to argue is the second that you give up your power and you give up your energy because you are now putting your energy into resisting. Instead, allow whatever emotions you feel, whatever thoughts you feel that might be negative to flow through you. Allow them to come up and stay in that space of positivity. Allow others to be who they are, even though it could be so annoying. Witness it and come back to your own energy, to your own center. And I will leave you on that note for today. This is not an easy task by any means, but it is certainly one that you are capable of, that we're all capable of. 
I wish you the best of luck. I'll talk with you next week. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.